Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. And without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Holly Porter. She's actually got quite an extraordinary story, which we'll hear about the preciousness of life, the fragility of life, and bouncing back resilient living life. So Holly, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, you have an interesting uh, beacon of resilience and inspiration you turned it into becoming an author giving back and it you know a true survivor so tell people your story oh gosh it's a long story probably longer than we have but um just to sum it up i've always been an entrepreneur my whole life i envy those that have the big degrees on the walls as most <laughs> of your listeners probably do that just wasn't the way i learned i probably could have a doctorate degree for all the classes i've taken but I took what I wanted to pay attention to. So that that's how I roll. So um, I started about 12 doing little entrepreneurship things and realized that that was going to be my journey. And I mean, I've had jobs, but over the years, I've always loved owning my own companies. And I've had 11 startups now. I've dabbled in lots of different things even besides that. But um, that's just kind of been my journey. And I got a quick halt a couple years ago, like right now, I was in the hospital two years ago with COVID for 70 days, and I was intubated two times, had a trach, had sepsis, and spent many days, probably should have died, and I didn't. And so I had some what I call God gifts happen. Um, I don't know what your your listener believers beliefs are, but... You know, there were a lot of out-of-body and near-death experiences I had. It just changed my world. And so life looks different. I have long COVID. Um, I started two new companies about four months after I got out of the hospital. I was still pretty sick. But, you know, when when you have a calling and you're you're told to do something, that's what you do. And so one was a nonprofit, Long COVID Sufferers, and it's called Adventure Bucket Wish Foundation. And that's a 501c3. So that is slowly getting some traction. We're almost ready to have our second gala uh, November 4th of 2023. And then um, the other company was something I was working on before I got sick. But it's my it's my retirement plan, I call it. And it's a software company that I'm working on. So that will launch um, by end of year this year for a soft launch. And so... That's been busy working on lots of things. Yeah. What um, What's interesting is what what did you learn about the um, – because, you know, I, I've actually recently 
you know, really kind of like the trivial things. And what, what did you learn about the incredible power of the human spirit and the fragility of life? You know, it can be, it's not, this is not, you know, we are renting life. It's not, nothing is. So, you know, when we tell, tell the audience, you know, about appreciating the moments. Yeah. Well, I never was afraid to die. I've just never been <laughs> one of those people. I always thought I'd die young. Isn't that interesting? And so when I was in the hospital, I thought, well, I guess this is it, right? <laughs> and it's not that I didn't have a will to live. I did. Obviously, I did. I'm here. Um, but there were so many times that I just saw different things um, that gave me that hope and that will to be here. I mean, when people say, what's your why? That used to make me crazy because I felt like, I mean, I have kids, I have grandkids, you know, that's, yeah, sure, that to be my why. And what can you do for the world and humanity if you do make money, for instance? Like that never was a motivator for me. It was always people, it was always relationships. Yet, how much more good can you do in the world? And so my eyes got really open to so many more bigger possibilities. And I never felt like I really had a purpose. I was doing all these things, for instance, for eight years prior, traveling, writing my book, speaking, meeting people all over the world. And it lit me up because it was all relationship building. But I never knew really why I was doing that. And after you know, I was in a coma for a lot of the time that I was in the hospital. And after that, I felt like that purpose, it was like lifted, like the, the, the curtains open and it's like, oh, okay, now the show gets to start. And the reason you had all those relationship building opportunities was for what I'm building now, not as much as what I was building then. And so sometimes our perspective just needs to shift and, and, just to change how we look at things. And so I feel like I'm still the same person, but yet I'm not the same person. And um, I'm new to the, you know, the near-death experience, the out-of-body experiences, the spiritual transformation. Like, those are all new words to me. And so it's been a whole new journey checking and listening and um, studying those things. But I'm here to tell you they happen. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And I've actually studied, uh, I've been just, I've been really curious. I've Early uh, on, I've just been like to observe people. The main paradigm is like you grow up, you go to work, you accumulate, you just basically amass. And that's kind of like, that's kind of like the paradigm that the mainstream shifts. But it's, it's interesting because, you know, when you, when you leave, there's like the, the financial resources are not good. They're only good for here. They, uh, they may good be good right. for your heirs and all of that, but you know, there's a little bit more, you know, we spend so much like hoarding and just scarcity and kind of like, it's like stockpiling, you know, it's like if we're running out of food, you know, our ideas around, you know, money and spirituality are just kind of just so convoluted and just kind of messed up. Um, I think that's because they basically want everybody to consume and just go out and buy cars and houses and right. just, you know, so one thing is talking about, so you basically, you describe what the it's like the universe uh, reached out to you and now you have a calling. So talk about your inspiring journey, your philanthropy and messages of hope and inspiration. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, my experiences were interesting for me, right? Um, when I knew I was, when I knew I was going to live, the story behind that was like, I had a cousin 
that had had a spiritual experience about my husband was also sick with COVID, but not in the hospital. And all of some past relatives came to her and um, while she was praying for us. And so basically she wrote this text to my sisters who were helping me at the hospital and said, read this to me because she really felt like I needed to hear it. And it was basically her, her version of what she was, um, you know, having happened to her, <coughs> excuse me. And I remember being awake for that and being coherent and then going back in a coma and then being really mad. Like I was so angry because I, I kind of like, she's more like a sister. So it was like that sibling, sister or sister, sibling rivalry. That's what I'm trying to say. And it was like, why did she get that? I'm the one laying here dying. Why didn't I get that? And at that moment, my mom had passed away about a year before. And a lot of people had told me, you know, your mom was on the right side of you all a lot when you were in the hospital. And I, I knew that. Like, and that you know, on the right side of me came to me and said, you know, it's not, it's not your time to go. You, you know, you have things to do still. It's not your time to go. And as she did that, the whole front of me was filled with, you know, both sets of grandparents who had passed, my favorite aunt, a grandbaby that had just died six months before, a brother, a sister-in-law, like my favorite, you know, people I love that have passed on. And they all came in white in front of me. And then um, when my mom told me I needed to fight, it was just this chant of fight. And every time they would say fight, a new group of, you know, my kids and then my friends and then all these people I knew have been praying for me, like kept coming to like, you couldn't see in front of me as far back as you could go. There was people and support. And that was kind of the turning point in that illness journey where I knew, okay, I, I'm going to live. So I better fight. And that was one particular spiritual experience where I actually had the painting, that vision painted and of course, the people are over on the side, you know, with me in my bed, not in front of me like they were. But for painting's sake, that's how we did it. And um, just some, yeah. And so I have a healing room, I call it, where I go in my hyperbaric that I bought for all of my long COVID things. And and it's there and I can look at it and it brings me joy. Unfortunately, they could only paint 28 people in it. And that was really hard to pick because we have a huge family and so figuring out like what friends get to be in it and what family members and siblings, which of course, all of them. Yeah. Anyway, so that was one, that was just one experience. There were so many. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Um, this, uh, this, the whole spiritual realm and uh, ultimately we're spiritual beings and uh, you know, it's, it's not really a matter of religion. It's just kind of uh, these representations could be your ancestors or your, your, you know, really, and the way the universe works, um, I really find it really fascinating, you know, these stories. What is the core message or philosophy that guides your work in the world of uh, your advocacy? I think it's spreading, really just spreading hope. I think the world is quickly losing that. And people always say, well, how do you get hope? Where do you, you know, I think it's finding, I think if we start with the smallest things, it's hard to picture the big things if you can't picture the small things, right? And so I think it's the gratitude and just finding what what can give you hope today? What can give me hope in this moment for one thing? And then today and then this week. And to me, that's almost your your dream building, your goal building, if you will, 
to me all starts with the hope that you believe that it can happen and it will. I mean, I'm a great manifester. I always have been. My husband will say, I'm afraid if you say you want that, you're going to get it. Don't say it, you know, and he'll kid. He, he, he supports me, but he knows that if, if there's something I want to succeed in, it's going to happen because you just have to have that belief and that knowing. And, and that's a gift. I feel like that's a gift that some of us have is that gift of knowing. Yeah. Gift of knowing and um, this gift of intention, like you just kind of, uh, intention and the the really power it's really powerful the the power of intention and and then once you become cognizantly aware your intention you can manifest you know activate the law of attraction talk about balancing act because you've you have a multifaceted life and you you know doing so many different things talk about how you balance everything yeah well talk about creation um way back when I graduated as a junior from high school, not because I was academically so smart. I just, I just wasn't a school person, you know, it was just, I I was a life person. And so I graduated and I I just, I always wanted to get married and have three jobs and have my family. And it was interesting because that intention was set very early on and be careful what you wish for and hope for, because it, it really can happen. And I feel like that's never ended. Like I had my family really young And I always had like three different minimum things I was dabbling in. So I started teaching people multiple streams of income. And I had a company called Prosperity Profilers. Um, There was a lot of things that surrounded that. And I just felt like when people would tell you, if you just do one thing, I thought if I was going to hear that one more time, I was going to go crazy because I knew for me, I would never just do one thing. Now, doing doing several things and doing them well is a whole nother thing. And to me, I study personality profiler pro- profiling. And to me, that's a personality style because there's so many personality styles that cannot function with more than one or two things, right? And so it's that juggling act with the, the spinning plates and figuring out. And, it, and it's also when you're an entrepreneur, it's Rob, Peter, pay Paul, if I can say that. <laughs> and it's like that constant figuring out, oh, where's my time going to go? Because where we focus our energy, that's what works, right? That's what grows. And so if if you're focusing your time on relationships, that's going to grow. If you're focusing your time all on your work, that's what you're going to get more work and you're going to, that's what you're going to be doing with it. And so um, I just, I feel like, yeah, it's just that balancing act of figuring out how to juggle it all. I still have I don't know, probably five companies now, uh, maybe six anyway, but yeah, they, you know, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Where focus goes, energy flows in this, this idea of uh, what you were describing, um, intention and manifesting it's, um, uh, awareness. One, the other question I had is, um, you have this, uh, and then I love this idea of adventure bucket wish foundation and you call it a gift from the divine. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, that was one of my gifts I received when I was having, when I was in my coma and I was, I was not only basically told, I guess you'd say to, to start this, but the name as well. Like when I, when I was clear enough and the brain fog had left enough to where I started remembering a lot more, like the name was just there. I already knew what it was. Um, and the wishes were 
the original idea and now it's become a little bit more awareness. You know, the, the, the goal is there's 65 million plus people suffering from long COVID. There's people in the medical industry that don't even know what long COVID is. Like, how can they not? Right. I mean, so when a world is wanting to move away and just shove COVID down, you know, like it never happened, there's still people dying from it. Number one, number two, there's tons of people that are still suffering. And so that idea was, yeah, that was one of my gifts. And I always wanted a nonprofit, but I never could really put my finger on what that looked like because I'm big in philanthropy and I love supporting so many different groups. There were so many good ones and nothing really just stuck. You know, I just was like, no, there's something, there's something out there. And after this experience I had, there it was. And so that's, that's where we're headed with it. Uh, um, you know, I love this uh, conversation. I wish we could have more time. And, uh, you know, as we come to the end of this, uh, how can people contact you, follow you, check out your work, as well as what message of hope and inspiration would you like to leave our listeners with today? Well, I think start with the gratitude. The, the message would be just every night before you go to bed, think of three things that happened that day even if it was a rotten day that you can be grateful and happy for, because when you set that intention before you go to sleep, I believe you sleep better. And I believe when you wake up, you're happier. Yeah. I love that. And, um, and it looks like you're on uh, most social media platforms. Looks like you're um, you're on all of them. Uh, Instagram, uh, yeah. TikTok, Twitter, um, YouTube, LinkedIn. So all of Holly's resources will be in the links and show notes. And uh, with that, thanks so much for coming on and uh, giving such a powerful message of hope and inspiration for the listeners. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Bye for now. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week.